Alright, good to be back. Hope you are all well. And uh, thanks for all the calls and the texts last week. Really awesome. And uh, I hope I was able to answer all of them. I really hope I did. And I'm, uh, I'm 99% positive I replied to every single one of you. But if I didn't, uh, my apologies. Super sorry. So please reach out to me again. And uh, I promise I'll get you this time around. So, yeah, call or text me anytime, 604-800-9593. So, nothing new to report this week as far as uh, the real estate market goes. Like, basically, all you got to know is that nothing has changed. Like, people are still engaging in multiple bidding wars, paying over the asking price, like all, all that crazy Madness is still going on. February was a gangbuster month as far as real estate statistics go. And um, yeah, looking like March, definitely, it's, it's going to be stupider. So wait for that March report. So nothing new on that front. Uh, but there is one thing I'm kind of getting concerned with. And uh, it's kind of the uncharted territory that we are in right now. And maybe concern isn't the right word depending on what camp you're in. Like if you're, if you currently own property and you're considering selling your property, you're like, hell yeah, I love it. I love what's going on. And what I mean is that everything that's going on right now, and actually for the past year, isn't quite naturally occurring, I believe. And I'm speaking mainly about what our government, and likely many other governments around the world, for sure, are doing to keep rates artificially low. And I'm at that point right now where I'm not going to try to make sense of it all any longer. Like, yeah, not into that. I, like, I do think we're in protect us from ourselves state right now. And, um, and the governments are quarterbacking all the plays. Like, if we let things naturally occur, bond yields would rise much quicker and be higher than where they are at right now, and interest rates would be higher, and perhaps this would then slow down the real estate market. But then I ask myself, would it though? Because in the same breath, on the flip side, I am also convinced that we are simply at a naturally high demand state. Um, Like, for instance, the millennials are that much older and wealthier. The baby boomers are starting to escalate their transfer of wealth to their children. Uh, The current demand could also be a result of naturally pent-up demand from a few years back. There's always been a large population sitting on the fence, always, in Vancouver, of course. And, of course, the supply issue. And I'm I'm speaking of Vancouver as I reside here, um, and I know it's the case in Toronto, too. When you look at the numbers, Greater Vancouver, for instance, simply doesn't have enough inventory to account for the demand. And this is a known fact for many years. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. Like, that, that is fact. And then there's what is yet to come. The reopening of immigration, which is a part of our overall growth strategy, which is also a known fact for many years. The reproduction rate in Canada is 1.4 births per woman. Like, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that without immigration, we are not growing. And in the next three years, we're expecting over a million people. So with all that, ask yourself, 
is it really surprising that the market is as explosive as it is right now? Now that I think of it, no, I'm not that terribly surprised. And further to that, interest rates. Like we've recently been on an upward trajectory for the past few weeks. But since March 12th, bond yields have come down from 1.04% to 0.9 as of March 26th. So bond yields come down, interest rates go down. It's a direct relationship. They go up, interest rates go up. So I bet rates um, start coming down this coming week. Just watch. Keep your eye on that. Um, Continue to check in with me and run your ideas by me. I'm always up for a good chat, and uh, I'll only give you the right advice. I'm not one of those I'll tell you what you want to hear types. I'll, I'll tell you what I really think. So... Um, yeah, don't hesitate. 604-800-9593. Anyway, we'll see how things unfold in the coming weeks. And uh, in the meantime, just continue to plug into the podcast here and uh, listen to the episodes every Friday or Saturday. And uh, stay up to date as I will do my very best to give you the Coles notes on the current real estate and interest rate environment. All right, let's begin and discuss this week's newsletter titled Interfamily Real Estate Transactions and Gifted Equity. Wondering whether to proceed with a fixed or a variable mortgage? Why not pick both? There's a mortgage just for that. In fact, there's a mortgage that allows you the flexibility to configure it any way you desire. I call them hybrid mortgages. So let's say you have a $500,000 mortgage. If you wanted to, you could configure it so that $200,000 is allocated in a five-year fixed rate, $100,000 as a five-year variable, and the remaining $200,000 as a home equity line of credit. And better yet, every year you receive a detailed statement from the lender that outlines the cumulative interest charges for each configured mortgage. If you want to learn more, shoot me a text or give me a ring at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593, or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. Okay, so let's talk about how one could incorporate gifted equity when purchasing a home with the proceeds of a mortgage from a direct family member. So in other words, a transaction between two direct family members, okay, mainly a child and a parent, Uh, commonly a child and a parent. So two direct family members can occur by the selling family member simultaneously gifting a portion of their equity to the buying family member while formally selling, transferring the property to them. Okay, so the gifted equity portion is used to fulfill the minimum down payment requirement of the buyer's mortgage. And here's how it works. Step one, the buyer must qualify for the mortgage as per the standard qualification criteria, with the exception of the unique source of the down payment being the gifted equity. Okay, rather than the own sources. So nothing different here. The, the buyer still has to qualify for the mortgage. There's no such thing as a gifted mortgage qualification. Okay, So you got to qualify. Step two, determine the amount of the gifted equity. Depending on the amount of gifted equity, the mortgage will, will either be high ratio or conventional. So if the down payment... In, in brackets, that would be gifted equity, 
If the down payment is less than 20%, the mortgage is classified as high ratio and will be subject to an insurer premium, um, starting from 2.4% to as high as 4%. And this gets tacked on to the registered mortgage amount. Now, if the down payment or the gifted equity is 20% or greater, the mortgage is classified as conventional and there are no insurance premiums added. Okay, so determine the amount of the gifted equity. So if it's less than 20%, you're going to get a premium tacked on to the mortgage. If it's 20% or higher, you're premium free. And finally, step three, draft a purchase and sale agreement with the negotiated price and close out the transaction. That's it. Pretty simple. Three steps. Uh, other things to be aware of, inter-family purchase transactions are mostly done privately and uh, without the involvement of a realtor. And therefore, the seller can forego the process of listing their property and furthermore, eliminate uh, any real estate fees um, associated with the transaction. Also, as no verification is required for the down payment, the buyer must be aware that they may have to provide, um, in addition to the, the gifted equity, they may have to provide verification of the closing costs. Okay, So obviously, they don't have to verify the gifted equity. Um, they'll just have to sign off on a letter uh, disclosing that it's gifted equity, but they may have to provide verification of the closing costs. So if you're in, in BC, that could mean you have to verify that you have enough money to pay for the property transfer tax and the legal fees and stuff like that. Um, however, the closing costs can also be included within the gifted equity, as long as it's accounted for in the gift letter declaration. Okay, so not a, not a complex process. And it's something that's quite common. Uh, we do it, we do probably one or two of them every month. So uh, pretty common in our office and uh, pretty simple procedure. So that's it. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to serve these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon. Mm-hmm.